This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast with Charlie Badweeney. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Badwini, and this is your number one stop for all things Jets content and news. Ooh, it's uh, coming at you live on a Saturday afternoon, January 29th, 2022. Snowed in up here at Montclair State University. I don't know if, uh, I can't remember if I've recorded a podcast since I've come back up here, but semester started about two weeks ago, been grinding back on the uh, the school grind so it's been a little tough getting podcasts out consistently but here we are on a Saturday like I just said we're snowed in just had a huge snowstorm hit the east coast and what better time to do a mock draft Saturday than when we're snowed in like this huh so before we get to that why don't we talk about the playoffs just a little bit because I haven't been able to put out anything on uh on you know anything recently didn't do any picks didn't do anything like that unfortunately because I've actually been picking some pretty pretty solid uh you know, like predictions before these games. On wildcard weekend, I went uh, five and one against the spread. Only thing I didn't get was Eagles plus eight and a half. They got blown out by the Buccaneers. Divisional round, uh, I went three and one again. I picked all the games correctly except for the Packers getting <laughs> embarrassed at home by the San Francisco 49ers. And as we head into conference championship weekend, my picks right now are. Uh, Chiefs and Niners headed to the Super Bowl. I, I like the Bengals plus seven and a half to cover the spread in Kansas City tomorrow, and I like the 49ers to upset the Rams at home in Los Angeles. So I think we're getting Chiefs Niners uh, two. We got that Super Bowl two years ago in 2019, but I think regardless it'll be great. Even if even if I'm wrong, uh, Bengals Bengals Rams Bengals Niners Chiefs Rams Chiefs Niners. I think anything would be a great Super Bowl at this point because you know Tom Brady's not in it anymore. So. I think the most fun storyline to watch in this playoff so far has easily been Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And what, what they're showing that the rest of the NFL right now is the blueprint of how to compete with your young franchise, potentially franchise quarterback. I mean, not everybody has a Joe Burrow, obviously, but, uh, you know, the, the blueprint is clear. Just get them weapons. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times last week in Tennessee, and they still were able to get a win because he had Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, C.J. Uzoma, Joe Mixon out there catching balls, making plays with their legs. So, you know, that's what this mock draft is going to be very, uh, very uh, centric on. I, I, I really think it's important the Jets target a receiver early in the first round with one of their two first round picks. And uh, I, I already did did the mock draft. Just just letting you guys know now. Spoiler alert. I'm looking at it right now. But um, uh, the the biggest needs I see for the Jets are uh, offensive line, wide receiver edge, uh, secondary, tight end, linebacker, <laughs> a lot, lot of holes on the roster. And we got, I'm looking at this right now, we have two first round picks, two second round picks, and a third round pick. I'm only going to be doing the first three rounds because uh, as you guys know, I am not a, a master evaluator of talent <laughs> at, at the college ranks. I know I know a couple top prospects, you know, I would say like the top three rounds I'm pretty decent with, but once we hit the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, uh, at, at that point, it's a crapshoot for me. So we're capping it off at the first three rounds, and I, I know most of these names, except for a handful, but regardless, let's just uh, let's get right to it. So when it comes to this fourth overall pick, the Jets' first pick in the draft, it's really going to, whoever, the, whoever the Jets pick here is going to, it's really all that matters is who the first three players off the board are. So 
In this mock draft, the Jaguars with the first overall pick took tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama. The Lions took edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan at second overall, and the Texans picked cornerback Derek Stanley Jr. out of LSU at third overall. That left uh, Kayvon Thibodeau available at fourth overall. He's the edge rusher out of Oregon, and I think that's the dream scenario for the Jets at this point. Um, getting one of those two edge rushers, Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, would be absolutely phenomenal for this defense going forward. This Robert Sala defense that uh, was you could you, you could start to see being implemented as the season went on uh, over 2021 was it's really reliant on its edge rushers and getting pressure on the quarterback. It's it's not as secondary based as a lot of people believe it is. You know, a, a lot of these mock drafts that I've seen over the last couple weeks, especially for the Jets, have them taking a corner like Derek Stingley at four or taking uh, Sauce Gardner at ten, uh, Trent McDuffel. But it's just, it doesn't make sense for the Jets to be targeting a cornerback so high up when there's just other positions of need and better value of, at, the, at the positions. So here's another big thing with this draft is, of course, the one year the Jets have two top 10 picks. There are no elite quarterback prospects to push better players down the board. Like, like last year, we had three quarterbacks go in the first three picks, and that was able to help out with some teams who were picking fourth. Like the, the Falcons got Kyle Pitts, even though I don't know. Uh, a tight end would have gone much higher than that. Um, Jamar Chase at five to the Bengals. If there was a Jamar Chase in this draft, I think I think it would, he would go maybe first overall. But we're, we're, we, uh, we're working with the hand we've been dealt here. So like I said, the Jets are drafting Kayvon Thibodeau here in my mock draft at fourth overall. He joins Carl Lawson on the defensive line. Uh, you know, you, you, you can sub him out with John Franklin Myers, Bryce Huff. You know how much Salah loves to rotate his, his, uh, his defensive lineman in and out every other play. Uh, so Kayvon Thibodeau here at number four is a great pickup for the Jets and only solidifies a defense that uh, I don't think the Jets will, will, uh, will look to, to use a lot of their draft picks on defense. Personally, I think they're going to they're gonna be buying a lot of those players and the draft will be mainly focused on the offense, offensive side of the ball. That being said, I do still have some more defensive players down the road here in this draft. But uh, if we're talking real life here, if, if uh, when April rolls around and the draft comes around and the Jets are on the clock at pick number four, if both the edge rushers are gone, Thibodeau and Hutchinson, I would expect the Jets to look at the offensive line, maybe uh, Ikem Ekwanu, maybe uh, the Jaguars don't take Evan Neal and he falls to four. Either one of those guys could be in play or also... Jets could look to trade back, which me personally, that's what I would do first if both the, both those edge rushers are out of the picture. Trading back seems to be the best option, just recouping more draft picks. There's just so many holes on this roster that, uh, that you know, and there's a lot of like, the, the draft isn't top heavy. It's, it's, it's a lot more focused in the middle. There's a lot of talented players. So getting more draft picks and, and getting rid of those early picks to get more picks in the middle, I think would really benefit this team, uh, especially in this draft with all these players that are going to be going to all these talented players that are going to be bunched up in the mid rounds. So uh, that's enough of that early talk. Let's move back to the Jets next pick on the board, which is the 10th overall pick of the draft. So the damn Denver Broncos, right? I was going to be picking Ohio State wide receiver Garrett Wilson at 10th overall, but the Broncos, you know, swooped him out from underneath me at 9th overall. So this was my first projected trade back, which is I would love the Jets to trade back in this draft. Uh, I sent the Cleveland Browns the 10th overall pick and the 161st overall pick for the 13th overall pick, 
and the 45th pick in the draft. Now, I don't know if the Browns would actually say yes to that in real life, but they said that they said yes to it on this mock draft simulator, so we're just going to roll with it. So that means uh, the Browns are on the clock at 10, and let's skip to the 13th overall pick in the draft where I selected wide receiver Drake London out of USC. So Drake London or no Drake London, I don't care who it is here at the second first round pick, but the Jets need to take the best available wide receiver on the board here. I don't think the Broncos are actually going to be taking a wide receiver at ninth overall. I don't know if they'll even have that first round pick in a potential Rodgers trade. Uh, we won't even go into that right now, but that's just uh, some, some uh, rumors flying around the NFL right now. But Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Drake London, uh, Traylon Burks, all those guys are, are really solid wide receiver talents. None of them are Jamar Chase level or Jalen Waddle level uh, prospects coming out of college. But still, I think the best thing you can do for Zach Wilson going forward in his development is just get the guy as many weapons as possible. I mentioned it before with Joe Burrow. He got sacked nine times last week in Tennessee, and they still somehow are able to pull this game out. So just keep getting, getting Wilson some receivers, get him some playmakers, because the more guys that are out there running routes, the more talented guys that are out there running routes, the, the more likely they are to get open and the more likely you are to score points. So I don't care what wide receiver it is, just get him one of these top tier prospects because it's just the best that you can do for his development at this point. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for the Jets' first round picks. Now let's move over to the second round of the draft where the Jets' first tech second round pick is the fourth, fourth overall pick in the second round, 36th overall. And here I picked Bernhard Ryman. To tackle out of Central Michigan. Now I won't lie to you guys. I did not. Uh, it didn't exactly uh, know exactly who this prospect was before I drafted him. He was just like the the 19th overall prospect on the PFF big board on this mock draft, and he was available at the top of the second round. So I scooped him up. And I know I said it was really important to get Zach Wilson uh, receiving threats and weapons to further his development, but that doesn't mean we're going to ignore the offensive line. And the fact of the matter is right now that the Jets have a question mark at left tackle with Makai Becton. George Fant had a phenomenal year at left tackle, but, the, but he's, he's uh, you know, not exactly a young player. He's getting up there in age, and it's not really, like, guaranteed he's going to be a franchise left tackle for the next five years. So it, it, we're just going to need insurance policies, you know, when Becton comes back next year. I have a feeling he's going to be going to be competing for the starting job with Fant at left tackle, and... Uh, then, you know, you, just, you, you draft a guy like this at the top of the second round, a high prospect guy. Maybe you re-sign Morgan Moses, but with the fact of the matter is we need insurance at the offensive tackle spots. And this guy, he seems like a great pick. I'm sorry I didn't do more research on him before this started, but uh, regardless, the Jets should definitely target some offensive line help. If not tackle, definitely interior offensive line somewhere either at, at the top of the first round with uh, either... Evan Neal or Ikem Ikwanu or maybe even Charles Cross. I know those, those are the only real three tackle prospects that I've done uh, any real, you know, work on, some research on. But, you know, this Bernhard Ryman guy seems like a, he seems like a good prospect, you know, just because I, I picked him here. So uh, regardless, Jets definitely still need some offensive line help, and that's something that you could see him tackle in the draft or maybe even free agency. So moving on, uh, the, the Jets' next second-round second, second round pick is two spots later at 38th overall, thanks to the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold trade. Uh, here, I, I went back to the defense with safety Louis Cine out of Georgia. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of really good safety prospects, especially in the second and third rounds of this draft. I'm a little biased with Cine because I watched him in the... Uh, in the, the college football playoffs, he was really impressive. He, he's got sideline to sideline speed, and obviously the Jets need some big safety help. 
the back 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 nine of, of last season, we had Elijah Riley and Ashton Davis starting at safety, and that's just a no go. We can't have that again. Uh, I know I know going into the season, the Jets were really excited about their their safety tandem with Marcus May and Lamarcus Joyner. Uh, Marcus May probably not going to be brought back. He might cost a little too much at this point of his career, but I could see the Jets bringing back Lamarcus Joyner, uh, maybe signing in another safety like Jesse Bates or Marcus Williams, and then drafting a guy like Cine to uh, be an understudy and learn from some vets. And eventually he'll be able to, he'll be ready to take that starting job from uh, from anybody, I would say. So uh, dipping into the secondary a little bit here at the top of the second round, Louis Cine, safety out of Georgia. So thanks to that trade back with the Cleveland Browns, the Jets have an extra second round pick here at 45th overall. And here I'm taking tight end Trey McBride at a Colorado State. Um, if I hadn't done this trade back, I probably would have taken him where I picked Cine at 38th overall. But Trey McBride looking like the best tight end prospect in this draft. And God knows I've been pounding the table since week one of the regular season for the Jets to get Zach Wilson a decent tight end. Ryan Griffin, Tyler Croft did not cut it this year at all. Uh, and we all know that this offense just does so much better when you have tight end talent everywhere. So I think the Jets need to draft a tight end. I think they need to sign one and just try and, and inject as much talent as they can into that tight end group to, you know, just take this offense to another level. And I think Trey McBride's a great, great, uh, great prospect for the Jets to pick up. He's a great run blocker. He's got good, good solid hands, good route runner. And I think he would fit seamlessly right into this Jets offense alongside a free agent acquisition such as, you know, Dalton Schultz from the Dallas Cowboys, David Njoku from the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think just regardless, one of the priorities for the Jets this offseason has to be getting some more tight end talent on this roster. So that's going to do it for the second round. And with the Jets' last pick in this mock draft, because I'm not going past round three, only have one third round pick this year. And I selected linebacker Leo Chanel out of Wisconsin, uh, 68th overall in the draft. And uh, like I said before, similar to Bernhard Ryman, not too familiar on this prospect uh, particularly, but I do think the Jets definitely need to, to address the linebacker position. C.J. Mosley had a fantastic season last year on the Jets' defense. Quincy Williams was a solid running mate next to him, but I think the Jets need to bring in uh, either a free agent or a draft prospect like this to compete with Quincy Williams and push him to be better than he was last year because as, as, as many great plays Quincy made last year, there's also a similar amount of gaffes that he made, some, uh, some lapses in judgment. He's a great, great hitter. Uh, he, he's one of the hardest hitters I've seen the, the Jets have in a couple years, but he's not always in the right spot at the right time. And I think in order for him to get to the next level, he's got he's to you know, compete with somebody going to training camp. I know the Jets drafted uh, those safety hybrids last year, uh, Nazareth Dean and Sherwood, but they didn't seem too ready. They were playing a lot of special teams towards the back end of the season. And I think having you know, some young competition would definitely spruce up the position and only make everybody better. So, so that was my three-round mock draft for the Jets. Had, we were able to select six players in the top 68 picks. You know, I'll just go back through it real quick. First, first overall, or not first overall, first round, fourth overall, edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. I think getting, the, getting another edge rusher, edge rusher for the Jets is just taking this defense to another level. Thibodeau is raw, but... He's got the tools. He's got the uh, got the acumen to become one of one of the uh, star pass rushers alongside Carl Lawson on the Jets. Definitely, with the second first round pick, I took Drake London, the receiver out of USC. Like I said, it doesn't have to be your London here. It could be any of the top receiver prospects. Garrett Wilson, I'm a big fan of. 
Uh, Traylon Burks looks like the second coming of DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, one of those big muscle guys who catches everything and is able to eat up those yak yards, yards after catch. Some tackle help at the top of the second round with Bernard Ryman. Uh, some safety help with Louis Cine at 38th overall, top of the second round. And of course, a tight end, Trey McBride, mid-second round, because we just need some more offensive help for Zach Wilson and to you know get that development going a little bit faster. And then Leo Chennault, linebacker Wisconsin, for some linebacking competition for Quincy Williams and the young, young guys, Sherwood and Nasraldeen. So that's about going to do it for me today, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the mock drafts and, uh, you know, off-season simulations. I think the next episode we're going to have, you know, might be in a week or two. Uh, I'm gonna, not going to only be doing the mock draft, but also just an entire, entire free agency uh, off-season run-through. You know, uh, cutting guys who, who can be cut, um, getting some, uh, some, some new faces in free agency on the roster, and then we'll have, like, a final final like uh, run through of the entire roster after I'm done of what the team could look like going into 2022 the 2022 season this fall and uh, I think I think I'm you guys are really gonna like that one I, those are always my favorites to do and molding this team into what I think it should be which isn't exactly always the right answer but just sounds like a lot of fun to me so if you made it this far thank you for listening and make sure you enjoy some football tomorrow go Jets you've been listening to the breath of fresh Jets with Charlie Bedweaver 